Welcome to Now I See, a place where people share their eye-opening moments and how it changed the way they see themselves, their world, and their place in it. We hope you'll be encouraged and inspired by the stories you hear, and challenged to see things in a whole new way, too. Sit back and enjoy this show that we've prepared especially with you in mind. I'm your host, Kit McCarty. Our guest today is Amy Lederbrand. Welcome, Amy. Hello. I'm so glad you are here with me today. Amy has been in North Texas for most of her life. She has attended seminary, been an elementary school teacher, an ICU nurse, and a truck driver. She has an online direct selling boutique called The Gift of the Magpie, and she is the director of divorce care, an arm of the Hope and Healing Ministries at Irving Bible Church in Irving, Texas. She met her husband, Paul, when he was two and she was six, and they attended the same small church growing up. Together, they have two adult children, a grandbaby, and five dogs. (laughs) Amy, I see you as bright, colorful, artistic, compassionate, creative, and a survivor. How do you see yourself? Wow. Um, fun. Um, fun. I've gotten over a lot of things. I've gotten through a lot of things that have turned me, um, into an open-minded person. I feel. What are some of those things that opened your mind? Um, I've, I've gone through several things. So we have been talking about, um, I've been through a couple of divorces, um, that has changed me um, probably more significantly than anything else in my life. Um, I'm also just a a very recent breast cancer survivor. This is my first um, October Breast Cancer Awareness Month coming up that um, this feels very personal. So ironically, it actually, those two things, divorce and even the health scare that I went through, that those are both very rattling. Um, they, they shape your brain, they shape how you think through things. And, um, I would say by far though, that the divorces were harder and, um, I've had a heart for people who have gone through divorce after having, um, had kind of a, a strict upbringing, a strict, um, legalistic might be too harsh of a word, but I've had a strict legalistic upbringing in a church that was very difficult. And, um, I came to understand that my role as a person was strictly to uphold the rules and the rules were to stay married no matter what the cost. I was in a very long-term, uh, marriage, uh, 16 years. Um, and, I I guess what I would like to say about that is that it was filled with conflict for many years um, and probably would be a marriage that maybe I should not have undertaken at all. Um, so that first divorce was, um, it was a lights-on kind of moment. Would you say that you uh, typically are conflict-averse? I mean, I know some people who um, have a lot of conflicts, but either they thrive on them um, because it gives them an ability to see another side or another perspective, or it really challenges what they believe about their, about themselves, and so it's a growth experience for them, and they don't, they're not afraid of it. They may not, like, seek it out, but they, mm-hmm. when it happens, they embrace mm-hmm. it. Some people run away from it. Would you say you're one or the other? Yeah, I, I, I run away from conflict. I um, 
don't want to disappoint. And so having a conflict seemed like a disappointment to others. And so, yeah, I would try to not, um, but I, but I do have strong opinions. And so I, I could talk a, talk a thing to death, but, um, just, it was, um, it was just a long, it was a long decade and a half. <laughs> well, and if it just, if conflict describes your relationship, then of course that's going to yeah. be stressful for both parties. Mm. Um, and people are always going to feel wounded. And after a while, you just get defensive because you just anticipate that everything you're doing is going to upset the other person. And you're looking for reasons um, to either placate, so you're giving away your own opinions on things, or you're looking for reasons to please, to just not have conflict, to just, mm. to just give yourself away and just let that person win so you just don't have to fight all the time and neither of those are neither of those are very good for a relationship either did you mm-hmm. find yourself doing that um I probably just wasn't very well prepared for conflict like I I didn't know how to healthily disagree I didn't know how to talk about a point for a little while I thought you had to um fight it to the death and so um and of course you know, there's some, there's Bible verses that make you think you have to get all that anger out before the sun goes down. And so <laughs> we're just not going <laughs> to, the sun's never again. going down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of stubborn. Um, but I mean, that, that kind of helps just, I think that kind of describes me. I, I really feel like if I can understand a point and if I can just explain it to you clearly enough, you'll get it too. Yeah. And, uh, I, I really have come to treasure the differences in people that you don't always have to come to the same conclusion mm-hmm. um but that's yeah uh, well for me that's kind of a coming of age thing too I really like to win an argument mm-hmm. uh, the same thing I think that I can articulate my ideas enough and be persuasive enough that I'll get you to agree with me or at least see my side of it mm-hmm. now I realize mm, that may not be and I've learned that winning is not getting the person to agree with you. It's learning about why, you know, what they think, why they think that way, about having my perspective expanded and that loving well mm-hmm. is the win. Mm-hmm. Not being right, but mm-hmm. loving well. Loving well is the right. And if mm-hmm. you can do that in yeah. the midst of a conflict, you both win. And I and um, yeah. so I've come to that, but that's been a long time coming for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You um, you were talking about how divorce has changed you. What were some of the things that you learned about yourself during that? And how did that better prepare you to face the other relationships you would later have? Um, about myself in that, in that first divorce, I, <laughs> I learned a lot of the things not to do. <laughs> I, there's a lot of unhealthy coping mechanisms when you find yourself in a divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I really appreciated people that would be willing to speak up, um, even even when things were hard to say. So, so part of the reason I'm here is because of, uh, we're going to talk about divorce care. I didn't have divorce care during my first divorce, but was so thankful for it during my second divorce. I was going to say that would be one of the big things that you discover about yourself is who your real friends are. Who's going to walk with you through that mess? Mm-hmm. And there's no clean divorce. Uh, people may say that it was easier, or amicable, but it's um, before the mics went on. You said it's a death, mm-hmm. and we talked a little bit about how it's a death of hopes and dreams, of things that you of of 
things you were expecting or hoping to happen. If there are children involved, there's no way to make that mm-hmm. clean and neat. Right, a divorce right. is a mess. And a lot of our friends just start off for it. Mm-hmm. You know, they feel like they either yeah. have to choose sides or they don't know how to help. So they just take a st- step back and wait for you to say, okay, this is where I need help, mm-hmm. which you may or may not even be capable of mm-hmm. as, you're, as you're trying to sort things out for yourself. Um, so I imagine in addition to learning things about yourself, you're also learning things about all the people around you, mm-hmm. um, how your church responds, which may or may not be helpful, um, how your family responds, how your friends respond, uh, what you're capable of doing at work or whether you're just too distracted, you just can't get to it mm-hmm. um so i imagine there are there's a whole lot more going on in a divorce than just two mm-hmm. people who are married no longer being mm-hmm. married the process is really long um it surprises that surprised me um the the first time and then the second time i actually had quite a long divorce i had maybe a seven month divorce the first time and that was pretty straightforward and then 21 months the second time wow, wow. and so that's that is years sometimes of conflict, like sitting with an, an unresolved thing. Um, and talking to the people that we're talking to now has rem- in the divorce care class has reminded me of how those, um, those weeks just become interminable. There's weeks of, uh, what's my, am I going to have any support that the, um, court is mandated or is the is the next date that I get called to court going to get pushed back because of another court thing that happens so often um is it going to get pushed back because one of the lawyers didn't get the right paperwork in time or you know the person didn't get the paperwork there's so much and it's just a it's a paper snowstorm and it's a bureaucracy snowstorm it's a spiritual wreck sometimes because you really have to come to terms with God does not like divorce. God hates divorce, but God hates that divorce happens to his children. God hates that divorce um, tears at his children because he loves his children. And so I, I kind of had internalized the message that God hates divorce, and so we should not get divorced mm. no matter what um, through my through my, and maybe my childish understanding or my young adult understanding, that was what, you know, young adults are prone to think very black and white. Mm -hmm. And I came, I've come to understand it as more of a call and response instead of a, I have to do something exactly right. I have to make sure that this marriage doesn't fall apart no matter what. Well, I don't have all the control in a marriage. Um, And so that was a really, a really hard thing for me to see. Um, and my, my now I see moment was that God loved me more than he loved the idea of Amy and my first husband staying married the, the whole time, you know, through, through some really hard things. Um, that needed to be said. Yeah, that really needed to be said. So I'm so glad that you took the time to clarify that when the scripture says God hates divorce, he doesn't hate divorced people. He hates what divorce does to his people. And Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you made that distinction. And I'm not always sure the church has called that one right. Sometimes we feel like um, church leaders in the church family value the marriage more than they value the people in it. And so I'm so glad that you are presently in a in a Christian fellowship that celebrates the people 
in the relationship and you're mm-hmm. doing everything you can to mm-hmm. not only uphold marriage, which is a beautiful institution, mm-hmm. but to uphold the people when the institution fails for them mm-hmm. um, and to help them recover mm-hmm. and, and to move on with their lives, which you did. Mm-hmm. You went through yes. a divorce. Yeah. And you remarried. Mm-hmm. So you didn't give up on marriage, as many people do. No. Yes. I love I love being in a partnership. I love being married. And my husband, um, I, I can't remember what we've said about him. Oh, you did say that we met when we were kiddos. Um, Which is so adorable. Yeah. Who can say that? That's yeah, just fabulous. Yeah, we remember. Yeah, he remember. I don't remember a time not ever having known my husband. He's always been at the very least a family friend like through the decades and then um we just a family member went in the hospital not too long um well about five years ago now six years ago now and uh, it just so happened we did we're doing the family circle around three thing and bringing food and just trying our families were friends and so we were taking care of each other's families and I ended up uh, being connected with Paul after I hadn't seen him probably for 10 years. We always did family weddings, family funerals, and just kind of waved and hide and, and then, you know, never kept in touch after that. But um, this was a really special time in 2016 so that we got together. We've been married five years now, and it's been, um, it's been amazing. It's been really neat. Oh, I love that healing happened in the midst mm. of a really hard thing. Yeah. Yeah, I have so many parts of my story that are just, God did this. I mean, because (laughs) you wouldn't write a messy story like this. Um, Mm -hmm. But we have, God has redeemed some things that are just really, um, you know, they came from him because they're so much more creative than we would have come Mm -hmm. up with on our own. Mm -hmm. Good. So, yeah. Like? Your your self-image changed. Yes. Um, yeah, that's really, yeah, that is an interesting thing. Yes, I am very bright. Uh, you come in and I have like a bright yellow car. I have a bright flame of uh, red and pink in my hair today. and uh, A bright orange shirt. I do. Everything I, about you is bright uh-huh. and, and I, I Then it. I sell jewelry and mm-hmm. on and on the line mm-hmm. boutique. And, kind of flashy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I so, don't remember you that way. No, so I you... was not. I it took a while to become myself. Um and mm-hmm. it's I, always a good thing yeah. to become yourself. Yeah. It's something about and I don't think it's just time passing. I had to I had to crack a couple of couple of times over. So um yeah, the verse about God keeping his treasure in uh, clay pots so that his glory can shine through. Mm. I truly I get that. I have I have bombed and uh, so many times I have I have had an ideal that I thought um, would be that was what I was supposed to be doing. Um, I've gotten degrees based on that premise, but mm-hmm. I'm finding out that I'm different from even my from my marriages, from my uh, degrees uh, degrees. I don't want to, you know, it, it. There's so much more than just staying in between the lines, and. Um, I was really hung up with staying in between the lines uh, for many years. Mm. Well, you sparkle now. Yeah. You're, hard, you're hard to ignore now. Yeah. And I love the person that you've become. I think a lot of people, when they go through trauma, especially the trauma of divorce, they shrink away. 
They live small. They're afraid to trust again. They're afraid to put themselves out there again. They've been told for so long who they are or they have at least identified themselves in terms of their relationships with their spouse or their children, Mm -hmm. their home, their friends, that they've forgotten who they are. And divorce strips all of that away. And now you have to be you Mm -hmm. because if you're not, there's no one. You know, there's there's no one. You are on your own now. Um, Some people shrink back, but you didn't. Why? Well, I I think it really has been because God blessed me with being married to Paul. He's um and I I hesitate to even say that because that's not the happily ever after is that God would put you with somebody to blossom into yourself, but um the person that God finally put me with does speak love over me continually and um celebrates me continually. And that has been that has been the life changer for me. And if you can bring yourself to do that for yourself, that is wonderful. If you can develop a relationship with God where you are rehearsing his truths over you, that is, that is the, the win. Paul and I happen to be blessed with a relationship where we are both passionate about following God. And, Mm um, I, I, always wanted a husband that would pray with me and it just was not something that I had had um not my first marriage not my second marriage I married an atheist the second time Mm -hmm. so um divorce causes you to run after some things and if you don't have your anchor down that you're going to let God lead you um things Things can happen that just compound the hurts of divorce. So I've been, I've been blessed um, with, uh, with where I'm at now, with where mm-hmm. God's led us. I think that's one of the reasons that I love divorce care ministry is because you're helping people who are fresh from divorce uh, find those people who will speak the truth to them, who will encourage them, who will help them um, find themselves again or maybe find themselves for the very first time. We all need that in a marriage or outside of a marriage. We all need to surround ourselves with that, and Divorce Care does that. Well, right now, I'm going to speak to the people who've been surrounding me uh, through our Now I See podcast. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment with our guest today, Amy Liedebrand. Like Amy, we are blessed to be in relationship with people who believe in us, support us, and are helping us to be the best people we can be. Listeners, you do that for us when you like, subscribe, rate, and review, and share our show with others. When you visit our website at nowicenis.media. When you support our authors and featured causes, when you come out to our sponsored events like J.J. Orsak's NeuroFit Bowling Tournament or Melissa Hasbrook's Isaiah 117 House Golf Tournament, and when you engage with us and our guests through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NowICPod. We hope we're supporting you and helping you be the best you can be by bringing you interesting guests each week whose stories are meant to challenge, encourage, and inspire you, and motivate you to make a difference right where you are. Over and over again, we see how people are using the pain they have suffered to propel them to a platform where they can help so many others. Like last week's guest, Monica Gonzalez, 
the executive director of the Pregnancy Resource Center in Grand Prairie, Texas. Monica's story proves that life's toughest trials can turn into its biggest blessings. Join Monica and me in life-saving work and the upcoming Grace Over Judgment Banquet in Grand Prairie on October 27th. Tables are filling fast, so if you plan to attend, visit our Facebook page at NowICPod or hers at PRCGP.com. That's Pregnancy Resource Center Grand Prairie, PRCGP.com, to register. And join us next week when Erin Key unlocks the mystery of neurodiversity and helps us engage in deeper and more meaningful ways with people who process in ways that are different from our own. Now, back to today's guest, Amy Liederbrand. So we are back from our break with our guest today, Amy Liederbrand, the Director of Divorce Care um, at her local church. So Amy, let's talk a little bit about why divorce care is so important. Um, divorce Care is a national organization um, that started in 1994, which is really uh, relatively recent. It's only, um, it's not even 30 years old yet. It is a, co- it's a collection of counselors and um, people that have a heart to help people navigate holistically through divorce. Um, It has a Christian um, emphasis. There's verses in every, um, in every week's homework, but it is the videos that we watch are quite often very practical, very um, down to earth. Um, While spirituality is, is so important it's also very important that it's not um used as a weapon during this time um there's a lot of things that can be just canned like a an inspirational um greeting card and it just it lands flat without relationship sometimes and so the the why divorce care is important is because it puts together people who are all in the same um in the same, I don't want to say same stages of divorce, mm-hmm. but um, they are surrounded by people who know what it means to be going through what they're going through. I use the example of splintered, uh, of us coming together. We happen to meet on Monday nights, um, as a, but we're a group of, of splinters. You feel splintered when you're out in the world and you're trying to do your job. I We have people of all levels of... Um, of professionalism and there's just something unifying about being with people who are struggling with divorce. Most of our attendees are going through the process of divorce are at the early stages Mm -hmm. of the process of divorce. So they're just technically separated. If that, um, sometimes people are still having to cohabitate with the spouse that they're getting a divorce from. Um, but, uh, divorce care is important in the church because, um, it's, it's been a really hard concept for the church to um, take on with care. There's, there, from my perspective, I see that there may be some fear that if we're talking about divorce, that we might be considered that we're condoning divorce. Or encouraging it. Yes. And so 
so nobody in divorce care <laughs> one of our one of my husband and I's favorite phrases is that uh oh you just you're just taking the easy way out when you're getting a divorce nothing could be further from the truth even if you're the one who files for divorce divorce is such a mangling social physical spiritual uh thing that it it's just hard to, it's just hard to explain to people who haven't been in it um that we're you're not trying to erode society by choosing to get away from a narcissistic husband or an abusive husband or um um a negligent one uh, yes mm-hmm. yeah just for for any reason mm-hmm. for uh, we've had mentally ill spouses that there's just everything has been done that can possibly be done so um there there's just so much to understand that it's just not two people going you know I think I could do without it's more it's more traumatic than people realize it is even if you are the one who decides to leave mm-hmm. um, well I'm so glad that you're handling this in the context of a church because I think a lot of times when people are going through divorce they're mad at the church um, because they feel a pressure that they should stay together. Or maybe if they had been a better leader as a husband or more submissive as a wife, or if they had just done everything the way they were supposed to do, that um, that they wouldn't be going through this right now. Or maybe they felt like God led them to marry this person, and now it's a total disaster. And so they're mad at God. Like, you know, you're in control of all things. You know all things, and yet you let me marry, or you made me marry this person. And so Have they you tried able- praying? That's what people say. Of course. Have you tried praying? Praying or maybe counseling and people, right. people maybe are, if you just cook their favorite meal right. or you would just try harder you could make yeah. this work yeah. and the church is not a, the, mm-hmm. the church has often loved the marriage more than the people in it and so I love that you're you are in the context of a church helping people work through those issues that this um, program has scripture in it which has often been used to beat people over the head with mm-hmm. um, and now you're saying this is the true teaching on this this is the heart of God for this this is the heart of God for you um, and that God um, you might be mad at God but God is not mad at you he loves you he's faithful he's going to walk with you through this and I think that's so important to say and it's so important to hear and I'm glad that you're doing that let's talk about some of the practical aspects of that what can a person expect when they come to a divorce care um, the first week of divorce care, we talked about just the basic biological needs that kind of go by the wayside. Um, people tend, when they're in stress, they tend not to take care of themselves. They mm, are unable to sleep or they don't eat right. And so realizing too, that people that are, are in a separation have lost their companion, um, for meals, uh, we've decided that on our our Monday night meetings that we're we my husband who loves to cook um, cooks dinner and we come and we eat family style together. I love that it's, so much. Yes, it's soul. It, it, it is, and they talk the the people that we minister to right now talk about that being so important. Mm-hmm. Even whether we had just had a brown bag last time, but just sitting together. Um, is so important oh, our splinter dinners so well especially if you're being stripped from your family yeah absolutely yeah and and the fear of just being alone 
mm-hmm. and wondering if you're still lovable and if you'll ever find love again. And so to be in a family situation where there are people who mm-hmm. understand where you're going through, you don't have to explain yourself. You can just sit down and have a meal together mm-hmm. and talk and laugh. And that's just so healing right there. Mm-hmm. But there's more after mm-hmm. the dinner. So, and we discuss our questions during while we're eating so dinner. We talk about life okay. and also discuss um, the questions. We have a workbook, um, very low cost for the uh, single workbook. It's just $20. And then um, they have homework every week, but it is based on a video that we watch together. And then we have an extensive time talking about the video that we just watched because this isn't, it's not really about getting the homework done. It's really about coming together with people and being able to talk about things. So um, it's actually a very encapsulated homework assignment from start to finish. You could walk in the door, uh, having never been in the class, you could walk in the door, meet people, uh, watch the video, and then talk about how that um, speaks to you. Um, It's really just about being with other people. And then there are workbook exercises that go through the week, which are good, um, and they are great uh, for when we come back together. But really, it's mostly about, you know, there's, there's a lot of pressure <laughs> during a divorce. There's pressure to get your finances straightened out or, or your finances have been stretched thin because you have two households now. So this there there is no pressure to get any work done. It's not that you're coming and you're going to complete this exercise and then poof, you're going to be done uh, with your divorce. Actually, people will come for a couple to three cycles of divorce care because mm-hmm. of the average length of a divorce. Oh. And so... Uh, it, our classes are only four months long from start to finish. I think it's 13 classes, one of those being um, Surviving the Holidays, mm. which is coming so up. Important. Mm-hmm. So important. We'll circle yeah. back around to that. Okay. One of the things that I like about the idea about having homework is as you're reading these questions, you realize they were written uh, because there is a pattern here that people who are going through divorce have similar circumstances and you are not alone. Mm. You know, this is not your burden to bear alone. Somebody else has walked this path and it just feels validating to say, okay, so this is normal. Um, And then also, as we know about anything in life, if you're going to be better, you're going to have to do the heavy work. If you're going to improve yourself in anything, whether you're looking to build muscles or lose weight or, you know, Mm. strengthen your family ties or start a garden, you're going to have to put in the work if you want the rewards. Mm. And so, I'm assuming that the people who are coming not only need to be cared for, but they're ready to do the work mm-hmm. to learn to care for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that. So um, let's circle back to mm-hmm. getting through the holidays because you're right. We've got some coming up. What are some specific things um, that people who are going through divorces, what are some tips that you might give well, them to survive the holidays? Of course, you're having to think about children um, at and custody that's new, custody situations that are new and um you know there's triggering memories all over Mm -hmm. maybe you spent Mm -hmm. I know in my first my first marriage I spent most Christmases with my first husband's family because we drive out of town and so it just changes things and and so you have to um not have to it is very helpful to have in mind how it's going to be or think through some what, what some of your triggers might be or what what traditions you might need to proactively be ready to transplant good um oh, and it doesn't even have to be that you start a tradition either go on a cruise oh yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah sure Find something completely different. something completely different mm-hmm. yeah and this doesn't even have to be this is not even so I, I picture that i'm speaking to somebody that may be thinking through this right now 
this doesn't even have to be the beginning of the rest of your, your holiday traditions. This is just a holiday in the middle of your divorce. I mean, you know, you can, your new traditions can start next year. Don't put any pressure on yourself at all. There is no, there is no urgency actually, except that you're loved and carried. And that that's the only urgency there is in this life. Well, I think that's certainly acknowledging things have not turned out the way I thought they should. So why am I trying to continue doing something that didn't work? Mm-hmm. So let's let's do something new, even if just for this season, let's do something mm-hmm. new. And I think that that actually is very hope-filled, very grace-filled. So I thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. Before we close out the show, is there anything else that needs to be said? Oh, um, I could tell you where we're meeting. Let's uh, do that. Okay. Um, so I'm in North Texas, and we, um, my husband and I operate divorce care out of Irving Bible Church, which is 2435 Ken West in Irving, Texas. And we meet on Monday nights from 6.30 to 8.30. We have a meal starting at 6.30 and there is Kids Plus. We have Kids Care. If you need to get a lot of, a lot of uh, newly, newly single parents, um, it's a relief to them to find out that we have Kids Care. Mm-hmm. And that is um, covered. Your book, you only have to buy a divorce care book once and then you can use it for the other however many times you go. It's very plug and play. If you want to come on week six, which is the one we're on now, um, you just come and, and be with people. And there's no expectations. We have people who cry. We have people who are angry. We have people who can't get it together and come on time. I mean, we just have all kinds of people. And there's there's no judgment because we have been there. Everyone in that so room, good. my so husband good. and I both, have been through divorces that turned our worlds upside down and it is our privilege to get to minister to people who are newly finding themselves in this Mm. situation. So good. Do you need to register before you attend? Uh, Yes, that irvingbible.org has a hope and healing and under hope and healing tab, there is divorce care. Very good. And there's, there's also the national website. I mean, if you're not local, divorcecare.org is a, a national website and they have, they have resources galore. They actually even have like, they have, they have, um, they have a library of resources. So they've had several editions of the divorce care curriculum. It is amazing. It's like hundreds of counselors, hundreds of ministers wow. that are in there and it's the best stuff. It is just the best stuff. It's not, it's, it's really a blessed program, a mm-hmm. very, an inspired program. So if you are not in the North Texas area where Irving is not convenient to you, you can find out information about how maybe you can start a divorce care in your own church, in your own location, um, because I think it's time for the church to handle this thing right. So as we close out our show today, is there anything you'd like people to see more clearly as a result of our conversation? I would love that if people that that were never touched by divorce, I would love if... Are there any left? <laughs> if there are people who are in their marriages that are, um, that God has blessed and, and, and that is your calling and that is your path in life, it would, it would be especially sensitive to consider that that's not everybody's story. Mm-hmm. We actually, um, in going to seminary, my husband and I got to the point where we were upset, rolling our eyes. Um, Every speaker that got up and was introduced was introduced as this person and his wife who's been putting up with him for this many years. And it's almost, it's an un... 
vocalized thing that the only people who have agency, the only people who have voices, especially in the context about which we're talking, especially in churches, unless you have that as part of your byline, you may not be worth listening to. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. just consider that, yeah, divorced people... Divorced people have a, a different um, mantle than you, and it, it is really hard, um, and it goes on for years. I imagine it would. As you said, that was a, a life-changing moment for you. It was your eye-opening moment, mm-hmm. and it does. It affects us all forever, mm-hmm. and, and yet there's hope that we can mm-hmm. move forward, that mm-hmm. we can find love again, that we can find out things about ourselves we might not have found out otherwise, as you most mm-hmm. certainly have done. I thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank it's been you. an important conversation. I'm so glad we had it. Thank you. Thank you. And listeners, we'll talk to you again next week. We're so glad you were able to join us for today's compelling story. You can find out more about our guest today by reading our show notes or visiting our website, nis.media. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Special thanks to the team at Headset Radio for their technical expertise, and to Becky Salazar for our bumper music. See you next week.